Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 107. Don't touch that dial, it's a podcast. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. I thought you were saying don't touch that dial because of Brett's reaction earlier before the show. No. 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 And no. to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Now, before we go, I don't want to alarm viewers. This podcast could cut out at any second because if you're watching the video podcast, you'll see we've got the worm going. <laughs> there is no video podcast. And at any second, it could we could be taken <laughs> off the air. So just beware. But, that's, but it won't back. be down to us. It'll be, we've, we've already had angry calls from, <laughs> from Mark Scott, Tony's brother from the ABC, <laughs> screaming down the phone line. We've, we've got backup feeds. We'll be fine. We'll be fine? Yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. Right. We can just we can leech off Sky News's video <laughs> podcast on the, box cutters. The uh, Hamish and Andy one. That's that's where well that's where we get it from. Basically, we t- we take the Hamish and Andy podcast and we cut out all the funny bits and uh, put this together. <laughs> Screw you, Cropley. Coming up later on in episode one hundred and seven, uh, it is all about TV, and so we are going to talk about this week's debate, the leaders' debate, mm. debate. Mm. And there is a very poignant issue that I'm surprised the Box Cutters Faithful haven't already been all over on the blog. Uh, don't think that my brother and I weren't texting each other about it during the actual oh. debate. So, Is it the same one? I'm, I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Mm. Uh, we're talking fall season. We're talking cavemen and moonlight. Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Probably the shortest fall segment ever. Uh, I don't buy it. It's coming up later on. My favourite segment is back. Really? Your favourite segment? My favourite segment, Deidre Says. Deidre Says. Has come back after a long break. We're also going to talk about National Bingo Night. Going to finish it off with pork. But as always, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Television news coming out of the UK with BBC cutting 1,800 jobs between now and 2009, I believe. Do you reckon that'll have an impact on what they do? Nah. No? Nah, no impact. Nothing at all. Uh, BBC workers are threatening to strike over this cut. It works out to be about 8% of their workforce is leaving. Uh, a lot of that is coming from news. I've got the uh, the figures somewhere here. 370 jobs, that's 370 jobs, will be cut from news operations. 660 are going to be cut in the division that makes factual children's and entertainment programs and uh, about 550 over regional outlets. Uh, See, I wasn't even aware that Eddie had got a job at the BBC. I know! <laughs> I know! <laughs> Uh, they're uh, they're talking about cutting down production by ten percent, and we'll have to talk to James Talia about this when uh, when we get him back on the phone at the beginning of next month. Uh, they're looking at getting their journalists to not only file stories for television, say if they're television journalists, yep. but also file stories for the radio and for. BBC Online. So does that mean it wipes out all the radio reporters and all the press reporters? No, I think what the, online I, reporters. I think everyone will be. <clears throat> so ev- we'll everyone be will be a television some, reporter. We'll be seeing some ugly TV reporters uh, from the BBC then. Quite possibly. 
Uh, There's a reason why some of those people are only writing for <laughs> online. I think this is. I think this is huge news. I think it's gonna. It's gonna cause BBC no end of havoc. This, of course, comes. And what's it about? After, well, like this they is, don't get budget cuts because they charge everybody in the UK. Well, to have a TV. Earlier this year, we had a, a news item about. You will remember this, Brett. Uh, we had a news item about uh, BBC asking for more money from the TV licences, asking that TV mm-hmm. licences be put up mm-hmm. and uh, so, so that the BBC could get more money, and that was rejected. Uh, and now they're saying they just can't cover costs with all of these extra people doubling up on news items. But they've always had radio and TV. Well, for 50 years they've had TV and radio together. Yeah, no um, So it's just that online now has come in and they're, they're spending a lot of money on and resources on staffing for that. BBC uh, Radio will now just be the television broadcast without the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's my understanding from this. Well, uh, it's not all bad news there. <laughs> what have you got for us, Brett? Because <clears throat> uh, Ross has nothing. Those nasty... I've got, I've got no news. you got nothing. Hey, hey, hey. No news is good news. Oh, all right. Those nasty, mean-spirited chaser boys are in trouble again after uh, a... a Parody song uh, about dead people, basically. Um, putting the knife into Petty Brock and Stan Zamanik and uh, Don Bradman, amongst now, as, others. As well as, and I didn't even know he was dead, Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> now, you say they're in trouble again. Well, they've the been criticised by... The ABC had six calls. Yes. Six? Six. Had six calls. Three positive, three negative. The next day, Neil Mitchell went on air. On Talk Back Radio. On, on Talk 3A, Back Radio. 3AW in Melbourne. In Melbourne. Went on air, called them Monty Python wannabes or something. Yeah. Got really stuck into them. Then the calls started flooding in, mostly from people who hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, that's the way. I, that's exactly the way people are going to make their decision in this upcoming election. Why shouldn't they make that? <laughs> so, I mean, this is, this is the way Australians like to think they don't it's just it's just ridiculous that that so much controversy can be can be beaten up uh, by a whole lot of people who don't even watch the show and the show uh, the song was from the uh from the live show that they that one of them wrote and they had uh uh, that they were performing in Sydney a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Taylor, Taylor, wrote, Chris Taylor wrote, a sh- wrote a show, wrote the song in the show. Andrew Hansen performed it. And I think one of the things that made it a, a little more shit is that Andrew Hansen performed it. I, I don't think anything he does is funny. <laughs> so, I, I, but I don't understand. Why, can they, why, why is it fine to be on stage in front of an audience, but you can't say it on TV? Because it's a very popular show and, because 1. Neil Mitchell, and a half million people are watching it. Because and, Neil and Mitchell didn't <clears throat> see the show. He didn't see the no, stage well, show. I, oh, yeah, he didn't see right? the stage show. But if yeah. he had seen the stage show, then he would have been outside afterwards canvassing people for their opinions and, uh, and you know, letting them say their opinion and then cutting them off and getting someone else <laughs> to say their opinion. Apparently, uh, out of consideration, Marcella Zamanik had been uh, informed by Julian Morrow uh, before it actually went to air that it was... Uh, that uh, the song was going to refer to her late husband as a racist jock of fatso xenophobic cock whose views were more malignant than his brain. Um, But uh, that didn't really uh, soften the blow for her. Um, Later, well, in fact, the next day uh, when the chaser were trying to film a couple of pickups uh, with Howard on his 
usual power walk in the morning. Um, so we're dressed Howard, up as rabbits, I think, yes. offering him a rabbit to pull dressed out Dressed up of the as hat. rabbits uh, and, and dressed up as the worm. Oh, so, la- later on, later oh, on, dressed right. up as the worm. <laughs> Saying don't unfairly dismiss the worm. Uh, Howard uh, said, uh, you blokes are a lot funnier when you pick on someone who's alive. He was, he was angry about Don Bradman. Right. John Howard was mostly angry about Don Bradman. But the, the, the thing is, uh, that, that song seemed like filler material to it me. Did. It did. It seemed like it was written months ago. And uh, there, are, there are some ske- sketches every week that seem like they, they're just put in because and, they haven't got current stuff. And mostly it's stuff that Andrew Hansen does. And the, uh, and, and the thing is, shut up. Like, no one cares. They, they do a lot of episodes a year. Chaser. Yes, they do. I mean, you'd have to write a lot of it beforehand. It can't all be topical. Yeah, mm. but and, and I mean, it's it's very very different to to say Michaelif, the uh, Newstopia that he's doing at the moment, where it's just him at a desk, which would still require a lot of work, but it will require a lot less production. I mean, I, I yeah, it stands to reason that they'd have to they'd have to work up a fair bit of material beforehand. But all they're doing is getting like all, all the the politicians commenting on it. Uh, Neil Mitchell commenting on it. All they're doing is getting more people to watch the chaser. Oh, for mm. sure, mm. for sure. And I think that uh, the song actually had uh, a lot of uh, important things to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about time people started. People stopped. Uh, somebody, somebody stopped uh, making saints out of all. Yeah, these. but it's but it also it's, that's not a new concept. Like the the concept of can we stop doing this, please. It isn't new. It's something that Hunter Thompson talked about after Nixon's death. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's something that uh, people talked about after Don Bradman's death. Uh, it's not it's not something new. Like, get over it, everybody. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Meanwhile, what I'm not over, Channel Seven launching Seven HD. Yes. Now this was this was a big surprise. At first, they didn't launch it. No, well, it's not launched. They, they just started it. They just it. started it. Well, it's been, it's been a bit of an ongoing saga because 7 and 10 announced that they were going to go high def uh, before the end of the year. Channel 9 came out with a release saying, we're going to do it in November. No, no, no. Trumping, came out with the rumour the that two. there was going to be a release. The release never came. Yeah. They, they never had a press release. They had a rumour that they were going to have a press release and that was it. Okay. And, uh, and then 7 decided to start broadcasting in HD last Monday. Very, very limited. I think it starts at 10.30 at like night two and, and they do maybe two hours different programming. And uh, and then they sent out a press release on Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> oh, just in case you missed it, uh, 7HD launched. Yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty much. And, and we're showing some great shows like The Grid. And, <laughs> and, and some movies. The Grid, yeah. is that like The Mint? <laughs> and, the, uh, and the thing is, with the, uh, with the media release... They also emailed out the, uh, the the logo in a in an MP4 format, so a, a little video of how the logo would look. It in looks, high def, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. No, no, not in high def, but it looks really nice. The logo, it's got lovely leaves behind it, and uh, and you know a, a prism with HD, and ooh, it looks swanky. Yeah. Uh, but all they said was that they were going to show movies like Twenty Fifth Hour and and Solaris. Solaris, yep. Yeah, we're first. It's shit, but we're first. <laughs> see, see, this is one of the things I don't understand about high definition. It, it's obviously it's it's the higher end of of what the networks are going to be showing it. 
yet the way it looks at the moment, they're going to be showing their lower end programs with it, which 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 doesn't make sense because be- because if the channels only have one high definition channel, like what's going to happen next year with Channel Ten and the football, for example? This year they were showing the football in high definition. Mm-hmm. Now will they not show the football in high definition? I think next I read something along those lines today. because they'll be showing their. Saturday Night Night sci-fi special or whatever they advertise. Like I, Any Which Way But Loose. Well, hang on. Great hang on. Show their, their, regular, their regular channels, so Channel 7 normal, mm-hmm. Channel 10 normal, mm-hmm. can both, uh, they can both broadcast in high def now. Oh, can they? That's my understanding. How else were they doing the high def football? With my, uh, no, 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 what? They've got their high definition channel switched on at the moment, yep. but they're just showing the same thing as their standard definition. Oh, okay. So if you're watching on the normal channel seven, which is um, on a set top box, channel seven is 007, like just normal seven, that's in standard definition. But if you go to channel 70, that's the same thing, but in high definition. Right. But now. So my understanding it's not. is when the programming changes. 7 will be in standard definition and 70 will be in high definition. So I don't understand they're going to be showing the the schlock programs in standard definition. Well, 7 have said that they're not going to show the football Mm. on the high def channel, that they're going to show family entertainment as an alternative to the football. Mm. But why would you show the parent trap on your HD channel? I'm with you. Yeah, makes no sense. It's it's just one of a number of things (laughs) that makes no sense. Absolutely none. Speaking of not making sense, Katrina Rountree's been backstabbed. A la Monica Sellis. Uh, not literally. Uh, with the, in, a, in an incident of... Uh, su- su- what's the name of the show? Surprise, surprise, surprise gotcha. Surprise, gotcha. Is it celebrity gotcha, celebrity, surprise, surprise? Um, it can be now. Yes. So, in an episode of Celebrity Gotcha, Surprise, Celebrity, Surprise... Yes. Uh, a stunt... Backfired. Um, Katrina Rountree was in the process of setting up Ben Dark, who's a co-presenter on uh, the lifestyle program Getaway. And also uh, co-host of Dirty Jobs with what's her name? Uh, the um, Joe Beth Taylor. Joe Beth Taylor. Um, by uh, organising to catch up over lunch. Uh, where the service in the restaurant would be hilariously bad uh, <laughs> while Katrina Rountree uh, pretended not to notice. So is that Greasy Joe's in Melbourne? <laughs> they, would, they would have to be putting on the uh, the bad service. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Um, it all went to plan until Rountree left the room to use the bathroom and uh, Ben Dark, oblivious to being recorded, started bitching about her to his friend who had also attended the lunch. Yes! Rantree had uh, ducked outside uh, to speak to the hidden camera crew and could hear the entire exchange. Um, Ben Dark was apparently uh, going on about the way that uh, her professional relationships with senior nine management uh, are undertaken. Gold. Right, gold. <laughs> that that show. Uh, I mean, they had the Marsha Hines incident a few weeks ago, where Marsha just cracked it and refused to let them show show her because she didn't want to be seen in that light. I mean, it's a, it's a dud concept anyway, and that's, it's just going from bad to worse. And, for them. and and the thing is, how soon until that's leaked onto the internet? That tape of him. Well, hopefully not too long. 
too long. Um, it, it was filmed. We'll, we'll play it on this show. <laughs> it was filmed a number of months ago. Um, rather than uh, than calling a halt to it or fleeing, Roundtree did uh, return to the restaurant to continue with the uh, hilarious <laughs> prank. If anybody out there listening has a copy of that tape, could they send it to us? We will play it on this show. Mm-hmm. We absolutely will. It can uh, be our new uh, Raywatch thing. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, in uh, News in Brief... Fox in the US is going to do a version of Some Mother's Do album. No one knows why. With Michael Crawford? <laughs> no. No? No. And they're going to change the name as well. So it's just going to be about a man named Frank Spencer who is accident prone. Right. And uh, a little bit touched. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that's, that's going to be the... I can't wait to not watch that one. And uh, also, uh, George Lucas is planning a... Uh, Star Wars franchise show, a live action show, in addition to the Clone Wars computer animated show that he's doing in the in the UK at the moment, he's looking at doing a live action show that will not be about the Skywalkers. He's made that very clear. This is an offshoot, uh, and uh, he has said it's going to be about the life of a robot, about the or minor the, characters, the, the life of robots. I think. Mm. Maybe one of those droids that goes around the planet. Reminds me of the uh, Simpsons showcase spin-off. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if the uh, Simpsons will make an appearance in this show. <laughs> so you can just see. I mean, what, what, what's Mark Hamill doing now anyway? He could make an appearance as well. Right. He gets, he gets a lot of work as a voiceover actor. He, oh, uh, he was uh, the Joker in the Batman animated series. Uh, he, yeah, he, does, he does a lot of work that way and is really very good at it. Mm. And uh, I saw an interview with him once where he was saying, you know, all I ever wanted to do really was play these characters that uh, that I used to love in comic books. And now I get to do that for my life. It's fantastic. So good on him. What's Harrison Ford doing now? Though? <laughs> no one's heard of him. In exciting news for uh, Comedy Central fans, Stephen Colbert has appeared on The Daily Show stating, I... I'm officially announcing that I've decided to officially consider whether or not I will announce that I am running for President of the United States, uh, but uh, said that he's waiting for a more prestigious show to (laughs) make the announcement. 15 minutes later, on the Colbert Report, uh, he announced, Nation, I will seek the office of the President of the United States. I am doing it. Now, there's, there's a big problem with that, because Comedy Central has started showing Colbert for President ads. And they are possibly in breach of uh, the electoral regulations in, in, in the states yeah. because they're not giving equal time to other candidates. And, uh, <laughs> and the thing is, he's not really running. Like, he hasn't... Uh, I, I don't know what the process is that you have to go through to actually run for, for president. If you, have to, independent. you have to raise a billion dollars. Right. That's how you start. Well, he could do that. I don't think he'd have any rules. No. Uh, the, uh, the thing is, though, that, yes, Comedy Central are, are in trouble because they're not giving equal time to other candidates, even though Colbert's is, is just a joke. So he's not a candidate? <laughs> no. Doesn't that get them out of it? No, because uh, I think at this stage, if you're an independent, all you have to do is say that you're running. You don't actually have to have 
registered anywhere. That's really? my that's my understanding. Because there's, there's laws about uh, having to register a committee to organise the fundraising for potential candidates if they're if they're uh, going to um, put themselves forward as the candidate for Republicans or Democrats. Uh, yes, it, but it kind of surprises me that that if you're independent, you don't know anything. You just say it, and it is so. I think I think that's pretty much how it works. It's it's going right. to be interesting. I mean, well, also, well, I can announce here, my Brett Crawley am running for the president of the United States. Yes, yeah, so you can't do that because you have to be a U.S. citizen. So no, everyone knows that's not that's not true. And lastly, in no, it's going to be an exciting campaign. I've raised a lot of money, and uh, I hope to have my U.S. citizenship in in the next uh, year and a half. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> lastly, in the you're not even you're not going to make it in the next year and a half. <laughs> no. You, Just you're adding left, to the excitement. Okay? You've left it too late, <laughs> and also you have to have been born, in, which is why Arnold Schwarzenegger can't run for president you have to have been born in the I don't United have States. a funny accent though they won't notice Come on. I want to start with governor of something go to Arkansas that's been a popular state yeah, in the past sure uh, lastly in the news Tony Collette is going to star in the Steven Spielberg Showtime comedy series The United States of Tara it's going to be a dark half hour of comedy because the uh, the, the woman Tara uh Seems normal on the surface, but actually has a dissociative identity disorder. The rest writes itself. So it's Sybil <laughs> in series form with laughs. Sybil, C- starring Sybil Shepherd. No, no. Sybil the book. With, the, the, <laughs> with Sybil, who had the multi, multiple personality disorder. Are you not thinking of Flowers for Algernon? I don't think so. <laughs> and that is the ill-informed box cutters news. Yeah, hi, g'day. I'm Katrina Mathers and I'm on the box cutters. How cool is that? Not as cool as the biggest night of television of the year. It sure was. Did it National you... Bingo Night. Oh, no no, 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 no. I'm thinking of the debate. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did Howard do that? Oh, there goes my mic again. The thing is, he, he wasn't actually hitting his mic. He was hitting that little light that yes. comes out on the... Oh, yeah. was it the light he was Yeah, hitting? yeah, he, no, was, no. he was hitting the light, but he, he really did do yeah, it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think whenever but we also, hit the mic in the show from now on, uh, PM, <laughs> Prime Minister. <laughs> also, whoever was running the audio was shocking. Oh, oh, especially had people faded down all over the place. They get halfway through a question, the reporters, and Rudd, before they were even on yeah, mic. Yeah, and Rudd was really tinny. Echoey and tinny mm. and... Uh, it didn't sound well, nearly was, as that good was as this show does. Of course, yes. That that along with David Spears uh, saying, "Prime Minister, you're the second longest running, greatest ever Prime Minister. Uh, how, how do you do it?" And uh, go and Rudd in uh, on the second or third question um, over the unions. Well, it was supposed to be a debate. I mean, that's what they promised, a debate. And mm. the, the microphones weren't even turned up. Whenever they actually started to respond or talk to one another, it was just that kind of awkward, just really far-off voice, and then they'd have to fade. Like, it was, it was, yeah. the, least deb- so I think it was the least debatey thing I've ever seen. I don't seen. really know what you're talking about, Russ. <laughs> so I think the mics were live in the room, but mm. not, not always on to the video feed. Yep. And speaking of the video feed... Yes. There is no video. There was, there was a, a bit oh, of a sorry. problem with that uh, to Channel 9's broadcast. There sure and was. It's been very not, interesting over the last uh, 24 hours. Not just a problem, as a current affair put it tonight, a missile through the heart of democracy. 
Oh, at least they've got everything in perspective. Which, which is... Uh, they would they did a story on the worm, which... ACA. ACA, which they'd clearly been... They, they'd done the night before, right? Mm-hmm. So they clearly had... On Sunday? Yes. They clearly had some idea something was going to happen. Okay. ACA's they, not on Sunday. No, no, no. They, they had a reporter there reporting on the worm on Sunday night for Monday night's show. Okay. They clearly had some indication something was going to happen. Plus, when they supposedly their feed got pulled, they didn't even lose a second. I mean, it just went straight through. See, I was, I was watching, it, I was watching it on Sky. Oh, you were watching it on Sky. And was that the first or second time? And they weren't not informed that they were going to get pulled. No, they did get a text message. That was that was gold. Did you hear Laurie Oakes talking about that tonight on um, Channel Nine News? No. Apparently, they got a text message from somebody at the National Press Club who yep. were hosting it, mm-hmm. and according to whatever source, uh, a Liberal power broker was with him at the time. And uh, Michael and, Kroger. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Kroger, but. Uh, well, Costello uh, was just down there in the front row. They they apparently said they sent the text saying, "Get the worm off now, or we're going to pull your feed." And apparently, the liberal who was in the room with him said, "No, no, don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> but the press club person did it anyway. <laughs> oh, he answers to no one. The uh, it, it was really. One and a half hours of, of probably the most boring television I've seen in a long That's time. That's because you weren't watching The Worm. Yeah, pr- probably. Because I switched, I switched over to, to Channel 9 at the oh. end of the debate to see The Worm's summary. Well, that I don't think... I, no, they were advertising it all week as saying, plus The Worm gives its verdict. Yes. The whole idea and why ACA were doing the story on it and why they knew they were causing a bit more trouble than, than they said that they were causing, was because the worm wasn't supposed to go the way through it, the whole way through the show. It was just supposed to be at the end. I'm supposed to, to do that summing up bit. But then they put the worm through the whole broadcast anyway. And Channel 9 have come out today after uh, Glenn Milne speaking for the, the National Press Club. Sober? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, he, he got on stage had, and pushed the worm off. <laughs> had said that Channel 9 had broken their agreement. Um, Channel 9 have come out today and said there was no agreement either written or verbal, that they mm. wouldn't actually do a live worm. And here's, here's the thing. I think Channel 9 should be well within their right to show the debate however they think is best to show it. And how the hell can, can, can any media organisation be dictated to by the government of the day as to how they depict the, the coverage of the debate? ABC. Uh, what, are, what, are you, what are you saying? I'm saying the ABC gets dictated to by the government all the time. Oh, uh, True, true, and uh, this this uh, incident may in fact uh, be more evidence that uh, they're more controlled by the Liberal Party than uh, we've actually been able to see in the because, past. Because Channel Nine uh, switched to from the from the live feed switched to the ABC feed, had the ABC feed cut as well, and then switched to the Sky News feed. Mm. Uh, I don't see why they just all went one one feed, but anyway. Does seem a bit odd, doesn't yeah. it? And yeah, because I was watching the Channel Nine feed, and then when when it went down, it, it kind of shrunk to this much smaller picture with the great debate and sixty minutes, which had been a nice kind of opaque 
non uh, non confrontational thing like, like a corner, watermark like yeah. a watermark suddenly became a big huge blot on the screen and I was uh, and so I went to channel 2 for a while and watched the nice beautiful picture on channel 2 and then thought it's it's no fun without the worm I don't know, I don't know why you'd watch it without the worm uh well I had uh I had people over. All oh, right, <laughs> we we made a night of it, and yes. I was on ABC. I, I, you didn't watch I've the worm. I've, I've in the past poo pooed the worm. I don't see that don't, much point in having it. I don't like. I don't like ninety ill informed people telling me how I should feel about the debate. And yeah, if you're but, a swinging voter, swing voter, you've got to be ill-informed. <laughs> but I'm, I'm guessing that you two are like me, and you've probably already made up your mind, and you're fairly intelligent people in that you can watch and listen to something whilst also tracking the progress of the worm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you, so you're not going to get the debate any lessened. You're just going to think, oh, what are these idiots thinking It now? is curious <laughs> what, watching what the idiots think. That's right. Yes. And, and watching, like, before anybody even says anything, the worm suddenly jumps up or shoots down thinking... <laughs> Uh, like the the worm, the highest Howard got for his worm was on his closing debate, uh, on his closing point, which I think, I think what happened was the uh, uh, narrator, what's the guy in the middle? Moderator. 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 Moderator said, uh, Spears. said Spears. okay, now Mr. Howard will have your last, your last comments. And everyone's going, oh, good. <laughs> Press the positive button. Uh, and then when they were, the actual bit where they were kind of debating each other over the, can't remember what it was over the Asking o- OEC. No, no, no. The OEC. Oh, that's OEC just pathetic. Why, why do you even bring that up? That's pathetic. Yeah, yeah the poor worm had no idea what it was doing because they were both making points at the same time. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. It, it was just going up and down, and it was very confused. And and you know what? The, the worm didn't like that when Howard when Howard went rud in that way. And I thought that was the the most passionate I'd seen Howard in in ages, and the most informed that he has seemed in ages. See, uh, that again goes to my problem with the whole supposed debate. That to me, that just seemed pre-rehearsed. It was like if Rudd brings this up, get passionate about it. Get passionate about how it's an outrage, and he shouldn't be using that report. It was the same with Rudd. I thought the same thing when they asked, you know, what he stood for. He got really passionate. This is what I believe in. You know, I just didn't buy any. What you wanted, what you wanted, was Arnold Vinnick taking the microphone and saying, and saying, "Listen, yes, we've got all these rules and regulations, but I, you know, let's have a debate." Yeah, that's what I wanted. Unfortunately, Arnold Vinnick is fictional. Ah, right. So, so it's played by Alan Alder, who used to be Hawkeye on Mash. Ah, right. right. Mm. I, I would have settled for the uh, Michael, whatever his name was. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I also wanted to have an ad halfway through with uh, Ellen DeGeneres doing a live ad. I thought that would have been good. Oh, yeah. 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 Crying about, uh, Not about crying about the puppy <laughs> being taken away. <laughs> Didn't you see the live ad that she did during the, uh, the, the West Wing debate? No. That was the best thing about that so. episode. It was, it was pretty funny. And, and another thing, too. I, I hate to tell you all, the worm is just a line. What? He, he really, I mean, on the ad, it's all he's animated. Got a, he's like, got a face and stuff. He should, he should be crawling around. Next, you're going to tell me that the turtle in Logo is just a triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke for the nerds out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, do we have anything else on the debate? Can we wrap this up? Um, it was interesting that uh, Mark Scott, while uh, Channel 9 was showing the worm, was uh, screaming down the phone to uh, the producer at Channel 9, uh, saying that they were going to sue Channel 9 and screaming that uh, Channel 9 had broken the rules and that they had to take the worm off. And Channel 9's reaction was, go jump. 
Mm. I uh, and yeah, I actually thought it was the the results were interesting. Just reading on the internet what people thought and just people have clearly so many people have clearly made up their own mind mm, mm. And, and so many have said that that clearly the 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 uh, people in with the worm control is uh, are stacked and it's I, not I, actually I, true I just think a lot of indication. people just just have already made up their mind and and that's reflected if you look at any any debate talk on the internet you know people are saying oh you know clearly Howard won clearly Rudd won you know I think people's alliances are I don't, I don't think them. The debate's winning anyone over. I'll say I'll say one thing for it, and this is something that Channel Nine can really, really learn from Sky News. It ran to time. <laughs> it was supposed to go an hour and a half. It went an hour and a half. It finished at nine o'clock. Yep. I think that's fantastic. Not the Channel Nine one. Channel Nine finished, Channel 20, 9 minutes. finished 20, <laughs> twenty minutes later. <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> it was supposed to finish ten minutes later, and then it finished twenty minutes later. Yeah. Well, I had ten minutes of saying they cut our feed. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> and what do you think? Um, it, it, Two point four mil though, uh, the yeah, combined audience pretty for impressive. it for, for what uh, you may say is a non-event. Combined over for, for ABC and nine, that's not uh, taking, that's into, not account taking into account what's on Sky. Sky. Not not taking into account the three people that watched it on Sky. There were yeah, four, like, four of us. Four of us. Oh, well, four, four of us. Mm. In fact, the Sky broadcast uh, was the fourth of the pay TV channels uh, in the ratings for just pay TV. Right, well, that's because there are so many other channels to, to watch and, and why would you watch it on Sky when it's on two free-to-air channels? I have no idea why I did that, except I knew it was going to be on Sky and when I found that out, I set it up to record automatically uh, so that I wouldn't miss a single second of it. <laughs> uh, so I already had it uh, recording on, and that just meant that I could pause it when I wanted to and like, yep. when the food arrived. And, yep. uh, and so you weren't when, watching it live? Uh, we started watching it live. And then I had to make a comment, and then Toby had to make a comment, then Peter had to make a comment, then Lyndall had to make a comment, yeah. and uh, yeah. and we just kept pausing it whenever. So you got done by about three a.m. Whereas, uh, whereas at our house we had a piece of paper in front of the TV and we were drawing the worm. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's the debate. It's going to be another three years. Box cutters. The now, fall, fall season. I've uh, I figured out two things when it comes to fall. I figured these out during the week. One, I'm going to need a thesaurus <laughs> to come up with the Because <laughs> I can't just keep saying things are bad and crap and whatever. And, and the second is uh, we're going to have to have a new segment, I think, called Cliché of the Week. Oh? Ah. Cause it, like, well, hang, hang on. How would we open that up, last, Ross? Well, last hang on. Week, let, let cliché me, uh, of the week. Can I? Can I yeah. yeah. Cliché of the week. Because uh, last week we had the one where, you know, the, the fighting lovers walking away from each other and they both look back, but they look back at different times. And what show was that? So that was they, Gossip Girl. So they uh, don't see that the other one's looking back. This week we had a beautiful woman. It's always a beautiful woman talking to a uh, talking to a, an otherworldly being, in this case a vampire, and she talks and I'm talks and talks. Man. And then suddenly, <gasps> he's not there anymore. He's disappeared. <sighs> This happened twice okay. in the show. Well, let's, right. let's start talking about the, the Moonlight. Two, the two shows we're doing, Moonlight and Cavemen. Yes. We'll start with, now, we'll start start with, with Moonlight. Moonlight. Okay. Uh, fashion model Maddie Hayes has uh, gone broke, and uh, she's no, no, found no. out that the only thing she <laughs> Ross, owns Ross, <laughs> no. is Blue Moon Detective no, Agency. No, no, no. no. And then, what, you're going to say David Addison comes yeah, along? And, no. Like, no, that's Moonlighting. Oh, Moonlighting. Just as long as they never kiss, it'll be a fantastic show. <laughs> and can I say that if Moonlight had a theme song by Al Jarreau, it would have been a thousand times better than it was. I, I so wish we were doing Moonlighting. <laughs> this show is 
it's about a vampire detective. Remember how good Angel was? This is not. Uh, it, it was... Mick St. John. Mick St. John. Mm-hmm. And it's, it starts with Mick St. John doing a television interview talking about what it's like to be a vampire. Mm. And then... Mm. And I didn't realise I was so wrong about the rules for vampirism well, and, and how to kill them and, mm. and what affected them. Apparently sunlight's fine. Apparently garlic's fine. Apparently mm. if they get staked in the heart, they just get paralysed. They don't yeah, get killed. Yeah, apparently you can't... Uh, photograph them using emulsion film but you can photograph them using digital digital (laughs) (laughs) this is so shit i can't even uh, has anyone ever seen the the red shoe diaries no with um with david duchovny Mm. i've I've seen bits of them on one of the first one of the first shows that hbo ever did uh when it started just doing regular shows was this show called The Red Shoe Diaries where this man would receive uh, sorry I'm just tuning up while I'm talking (laughs) this man would uh, receive letters from people who had had uh, sexual encounters that had changed their perception of of sex Mm. and he would read these letters while walking along with his dog and uh, and then there would be footage of footage you know then we'd we'd cut to the actual sexual encounter and uh, it, it, the whole thing was shot terribly. It was soft porn. It was kind of like a live-action penthouse forum. Yeah. Yeah, mm. like that. Uh, soft porn, but shot really badly and acted even worse. Mm-hmm. That's what Moonlight reminded me of. Oh, it really? reminded me of a really bad soft porn show from 15 years ago. Because I, th- I, th- I think the look's about all it's got going for it. I think it looks pretty slick. It looks good. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I Some think of it's... the time-lapse shots were pretty cool of, at night, going to day and stuff. I thought were okay. Oh, mm. What, you, you're going to start rating a show based on <laughs> based on its segue shots? Yeah. Based on its establishment when shots? When that's all it's got going for it, that's what I'm going to do. Because that, that really is... Yeah, I'll give it that. Sure, I, th- I thought it looked good. It's, it's, establish- it's-, it's establishment shots were great, but its actual <laughs> its actual scenes were not. It's uh, it's a Joel Silver production. Joel Silver did lots and lots of eighties and nineties action films, including The Matrix, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Predator, heaps and heaps and heaps of action as a pr- as a producer as a producer. So it's got that kind of look. Yeah, it's it's really. Now, did you guys get beyond the first 15 minutes of the show? I watched two episodes of it. Yeah, I watched two episodes too. You know what else really shat me about the whole thing? He, he's, you know, he's kind of waxing lyrical about what it's like to live forever and being eternal and how your life catches up with you. He's, he's only, only 80 years old. He's 80! That's like a regular person. <laughs> I want one of, one of the other vampires to come up who's like a thousand-year-old and just beat what? the crap out of him. And well, say, he's got, that's his buddy in the vampire club. Who was, who was from Veronica Mars. Even though, just... he says, it's, even though he says we don't have a vampire club, clearly they have a vampire club. They've got a club. They've got a club president who's been around for a thousand years. And they've got a club cleaner who goes around cleaning up bodies that vampires leave after them. That it's guy, ridiculous that, that they guy who club been there for a thousand years or whatever. He was just stupid. He's, he, it, he's just drinking the blood of these these women who just want to have their blood sucked for some reason. It's like, bad categorize. It's it's bad characterization after bad ca- characterization. And uh, in episode two, mm-hmm. this guy Mick St. John goes to all this trouble to hide the fact that he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> to to the point where he keeps his blood. He he gets. Blood from recently dead bodies, so he doesn't actually have to kill. He keeps his Out blood in in a safe fridge. Mm-hmm. It's a fridge that's also a safe. It must be really expensive, but that's 
<laughs> that's that's what he does, and it's hidden. It's hidden behind a wall. You have to really know that it's there. Mm. This guy breaks into his house, mm-hmm. and is just sitting there with packets of his blood. Yeah, but he knows he's a vampire, and so he probably figured he's got a fridge safe somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's been reading up on vampires for the last has. twenty years. He's read prison. lots of books, but yes. if he'd read lots of books, then none of the things that he would have read would have because everything <laughs> he's told us in the first episode that we know about vampires is false, mm. except that they Apparently. can't. Except that they can have their image taken on digital cameras, <laughs> but not on emulsion film. Apparently, there are some accurate books in the li- in the library in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, it does have uh, Mitch. From Alias in it. Mitchell was the wacky tech guy in Alias. He's the slightly less wacky cameraman in this. He's and doing nothing though. His character is nothing. Oh, and yeah. oh, oh, the we haven't talked about the reporter yet, but the, the reporter it's mm. it's for this whole online implausible uh, mm. live. And where the hell have they got the resources to have like this fifty staff? online news <laughs> gathering organisation. They're, try, they're trying to show that it's this like hip, young, web 2.0 company. And so in the establishment shop for, for that, they've got a guy going through the through the offices on a razor scooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what, it's it's I, I wanna say it's almost worth watching the first episode just because of how hilarious it could be. But don't watch it alone because it just makes you hate life. <laughs> no, it is not because it's scary. It no, just... no, no, no. It's... A couple of interesting casting things uh, following the pattern that we've seen in previous shows that we've spoken about. Uh, Mix and John's play, played by Alex O'Loughlin, who's an Australian guy oh. with an American accent. And uh, Beth Turner, who's the reporter, played by so- Sophia Miles, who's English. Most there are no actors a, left uh, in America. In they have all the jobs. Or mm. Falls War or Underground or Mansfield Park. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk very quickly about cavemen. I hated it. Really? <laughs> no, no. I, we we need to talk about cavemen properly. I I don't understand it. Okay, they're cavemen. No, they're not. They're yes, they are because they've got shaggy beards and shaggy hair. They're, they're just guys with beards noses. and and hair and and, and they're big very hairy on their bodies. That, that's that's they've got that's, big foreheads. They're they're they're. I see hairy. I see hairy guys at the clothes. beach. I don't think they're cavemen. No, they've got different shaped skulls and stuff. They're not cavemen. Yes, they are. Cavemen live in caves. Uh, he's got a point. Cavemen haven't evolved. So, so this is the, the no, idea. No, I don't understand it. The idea, the idea is supposed to be that cavemen live among us, much like vampires. Cavemen live they among us. They always have. They always have, uh, but they just haven't developed. Except that which, they have is, developed. They just haven't developed physically. Really, really cleverly. Uh, cleverly spelt out in the, in the opening pre-opening pre-thing, which says with, cavemen. With, they've always been with us in the background the of a photo of Abraham Lincoln, and yeah, it's just, just so a ridiculous concept to start with. And then these are the, these are the ones we should point out. These are the ones that are based on a series of ads. Yes, for uh, Geico computers and the Geico computers or something. And so, so the premise itself is flawed. And the, the, those ads were. Really popular. They're really popular ads, but the basic idea was the ad would say, oh, Geico, so simple, a caveman could do it. Then there'd be a caveman there who kind of gets offended by it. Speaking English or speaking ooga booga? No, no, speaking English. Kind of like the cavemen are in this show. Mm -hmm. So, because I didn't understand this show at all. I watched the first two episodes and I was completely lost. So I looked up on YouTube the original ads, which are all on YouTube, 
and it makes it kind of makes sense as an ad premise. Yeah. Because you don't have to suspend your disbelief for too long. Oh, there you go. That's cute. Okay. Oh, there's a it's cave in there. Huh. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense for a TV show. I, I, like, it seriously doesn't make sense. It doesn't, I can't and, understand what, what's so going the, on. It's, to me, it seems no, like... I'm serious. I don't know what's going on with this show. But it's, it's also a metaphor for... for uh, no, it's not a <laughs> metaphor for anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Let, it, let him go. It, it is, is a metaphor, metaphor for the bigotry and, and prejudice that, uh, that any uh, people that are different have, have encountered in American society. At the mm. country club and uh, in, in the place of work. And, ha- have you seen the original ads? No. Would would you say just from how I described the original ads that the original ads are racist? No, are, are the original ads are, no, are the original ads a metaphor? Are they meant to be a metaphor? No, not at all. Right. No, so, God, they're not saying black men can't use a computer. Right. That's what. I, that's but what, what they're I think. doing in the series. So what they've is, done is, is they've developed it. making the cavemen the black man. Right. So they've developed oh. it. It, it. It's it's grown from the ad yeah. to the screen. Yeah. But well, surely you couldn't just have have a concept for an advertising campaign being the basis for an entire TV series. That's, that's what they've done. The, no, the, that is what they've, they've done. Added if, to if you, it. If, no, so it is Brett, a metaphor. Brett, but it's not clever. This is it's, like... You're talking about it like funny. it's clever. It's not funny. <laughs> there, were, there were no jokes in it. I, I was looking for the jokes. I watched one and a half episodes of this show. And and quite frankly, hated you both <laughs> while watching it. It's not our fault that I know, so I know. But still, I thought oh, I didn't want to do it this week, and now I have to do it this week. It, if um, oh, terrible. If somebody said, "Oh, we're making a TV series out of those not happy Jan ads," like that's the same thing. Or the Google Mobile ads. G O G G O. Yeah, that's a TV series. We can string that out for twenty six episodes. Yeah, I think Channel Nine called it Drive and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, like, if I say I'm a sailor, but I've never been in a boat. Yes. That's not funny. That's that's not even a premise. It depends on what you I, do. I don't understand where, where is that's that. It's the same from? thing as this. Oh, we're cavemen. They're not cavemen. No, in the in the premise, they come from some caveman society. And they're a different species. Back east. They're not homo sapiens. Well, they are homo sapiens. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're, they're homo erectus. Or, or, they're. Last year, we in fall, we did a review of a show called The Class. Yes. Which was about a guy who organised a reunion for his third grade class as a way to try and impress his girlfriend. That's or right. It was a three-camera laugher. That was the worst piece of crap I had seen in a long time, and that makes cavemen look like Shakespeare. What? Sorry, no. cavemen, cavemen makes that, that look, look like, like Shakespeare. That's how bad cavemen is. And cavemen, just, cavemen is also, it's, it doesn't have a laugh track and, and really needs well, one because I don't know where the jokes are. There are no jokes. <laughs> there, there are no jokes. I have to say, I have to say, in what could kind of be seen as some kind of defence, the opening bit of Cavemen where the guy is talking about the Flintstones and how implausible it is and uh, and then the, the idiot... I don't, I don't remember that The bit. idiot man who's talking to him says, yabba dabba do, and the caveman goes, dude, don't. Uh, that got a smile out of me. And and that was and that was it. I, I had no time for smiles. I was confused the whole way through. I still don't understand. I still don't understand what's You're going on in the show. You're overthinking it, Ross. Maybe I am. No, I think 
I think Ross is thinking it just enough. <laughs> but you like it, Brett. You're going to keep watching it? You'll no. keep watching it? No. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm like, oh, well. You were just doing it to bait me. If they put it, yes, I was definitely doing it to bait you before. If they put it on TV and there's nothing up against it, yeah, I'll probably. How would you even have time <laughs> with everything else that you watch? It's like, it's like when or they put watch. on the 70s show and it's not up against anything. I watch the 70s show. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I understand 70s that. Show. What about Moonlight? You're going to keep watching Moonlight? You loved it. No. No? No. <laughs> what about Moonlighting? Yes. Yeah, keep watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows, 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 follows the ads. Follows, 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 Okay, so, so a man and, a, and his wife are leaving a hotel. The man asks for his car from the valet and tells him it's a Hyundai i30 or something like that. The valet goes down to the garage, looks for the car. There are only about three cars in the garage and we're shown that the Hyundai is there. We're shown the badge. We're shown both the badges, the Hyundai badge, the i30 badge. We're shown different different angles of, of the car. So we know it's there. Uh, but then the valet comes back. To say that it's not there. And apparently the mix-up happens because the car is more European-looking than he was expecting from a Hyundai. Now, this is just a dumb ad. Yep. It's just a really dumb ad. There is no doubt about that. It's but awesome it's, an ad for. <laughs> uh, valet parking. Ah, okay. And bad ones. And ba- bad ones. Yep. It, it's also a really poorly executed ad. We can see that the car is there. So, when the valet tells the owner that it's not there, I start imagining, like, a, a much more complex storyline. Like he's trying to steal a car for mm. himself. That's mm. exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. You thought that too? I thought that just when you said it then. Right. Yeah. Sorry, you, you were but, probably leading that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was. I thought maybe that he was He was going, oh, no, no, it's, it's not there. It must have been stolen, thinking that he was going to steal it for himself because it's such a great car that he mm. didn't want this this couple, this selfish, selfish couple, to have <laughs> the car that, that they had bought. But, but no, it... It just turns out that this man is an idiot. Yeah. And and that's a sense... It also gives us a sense that we shouldn't trust our cars with valets. Especially valets who don't have some kind of very simple ticketing system. <laughs> <laughs> who just recognise the who car. Who just recognise the car. It's yeah. this car. Okay, I'll yeah. go and get that. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think you're right, though. I, I think that something has been lost between script and direction stage I, I, I wonder if maybe the original script it wasn't meant to be so obviously the car and the director thought oh, it's a car ride let's, let's get make lots of good shots of the car and so so, so the, the whole concept is that uh, this Hyundai i30 is supposed to look really European but also it doesn't it just looks like a Hyundai <laughs> which adds to the confusion I think of, of the ad so what other cars are in the garage with it it's, it's pretty close to pretty empty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like two <laughs> two other cars in the garage. He could have really just gone up to every single car and looked at the badge and gone, no. oh, this is the one. Yeah. So, no, he's just an idiot and that hotel has no ticketing system for its valet parking, so uh, I wouldn't recommend going there and I don't buy it. Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. My favourite segment, Deirdre says. Well, it might not be after, after tonight. Deirdre says I'm shit. She she had a bit of a go at us. Really? What? At us box cutters. 
it, uh, it, it started out as quite a civil conversation between the two of us. <laughs> but uh, Are you going to turn up to, to my house like Felix Unger with all of your pots and pans? <laughs> quite likely. Cause I didn't tell them we were doing this thing. <laughs> so da, tomorrow, da, 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 da. tomorrow morning when she listens to the podcast, she did what it says. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yes, she asked... Why we haven't reviewed new Australian drama Rain Shadow? Who's a what now? New Australian drama Rain Shadow. ABC, ABC Sunday night. Last night's got put off. Never heard uh, of it. With uh, Rachel Ward. Yes, Rachel Ward. And, oh, that's the new Rachel uh, Ward show. Somebody else. Somebody else. Quite big. Lots of lots of big names. Usual people. Maybe Gary Sweet. Does that sound right? Mm. Possibly. Anyway, oh, and so and so it, pre- <laughs> clearly, it premiered. None of us have seen it, it. premiered last Sunday night. Two Sunday. Two nights. Sunday nights ago. Yep. I've uh, been the, busy watching Kath and Kim, and uh, my name is Earl. Sorry. I, uh, it's I, it's on at eight thirty. So plus so, you've got yeah, but I watch it after time. Plus you've got six videos and two PVRs. <laughs> but I'm all out of video. <laughs> so so uh, it's, it started with her asking why we haven't reviewed that show. It, it did, and then uh, and it, it got a little more heated <laughs> when uh, when she suggested that uh, we are reviewing every single show from the fall <laughs> from the fall schedule. Uh, and she uh, she then also pointed out that uh, we don't tend to review any British shows really at all. Yeah, I don't really like that. And why would we bother reviewing... Did we ever get around to talking about the end of Doctor Who? No. No. <laughs> but we did. We just... And why would we bother doing stuff like the uh, stuff like the Abbey, which is clearly just garbage? Right. <laughs> well, the Abbey got a lot of press. Rain Shadow did not. Yeah. Uh, I honestly had never heard of Rain Shadow. Yeah. Obviously, uh, haven't sent us preview discs. Uh, one of the reasons we don't... Uh, it's review. Not on we, we do review Brit- British shows that appeal to us. Uh, I mean, Life mm. on Mars, we were huge on. Yep. Uh, and Doctor Who, we've talked about, and Torchwood, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's not that, like we don't review any British shows. We just don't review Foil's War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, or Judge John Deed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what upset her in the first place. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I think she said to me, I think that's how the whole thing started, because she said to me, what's this Judge, Judge John G. D. show? And I said, uh, no crap, British. <laughs> <laughs> but then she saw a bit of it, uh, and she realised it really was crap. <laughs> so, so I was saved. Uh, but I mean... I, I and I thought I'd bring it up because I think if Deirdre's thinking it, maybe some other people out there are thinking similar things. And and it, it's it's not a plot on our behalf. I mean, we do try and do particularly Australian drama. We do try and do. We did City Homicide, obviously earlier this year. We also did um, Navy Sea Boat. Yeah, Night Boat. Um, and we do those. Uh, and occasionally, I think things are just going to fall through the cracks, as as has happened with this, because. Uh, Lord knows we don't put that much planning into the show, so we don't, you know, we're not uh, we're not always on top of things. And if one of us doesn't come in and say, "Hey, we should talk about that," then it tends to get missed. And How, I think it's I think it's a busy time of year. It it really is. And and you know what? If we were doing this full time, if this was our jobs, yep. then I'd say we'd have no excuse. Yep. Shame so, on us. And but we still wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, no, we still wouldn't do it. It's crazy. So Rage. if somebody wants to uh, to make this our jobs, we'll uh, be much better. The other thing, uh, the other yeah, thing with is. You. Yeah. The other thing I said that, uh, like it or not, I think something like Bionic Woman will have a much bigger impact on our industry than any British show or Rain Shadow or anything like it. I mean, that's just 
that's just the way the industry is. Well, and also, you know what? If the ABC were really into Rain Shadow, it wouldn't be on 9.30 on a Sunday night. 8.30. 8.30. Ah, well, that's different. It's it's a big (laughs) slot for them. Yeah. So, um, anyway. All right. Well, that's Deidre Says. Thanks for saying stuff, Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. Last Sunday night, big night. Big big night of television. Mm-hmm. It was, of course, the night where John Howard and uh, and and uh, Rudd got together and played bingo. <laughs> it was National Bingo Night. It was the premiere of the new Channel 7 show. Who declared it National Bingo Night? And since when do we need a National Bingo Night? What is this? this is this a, a national uh, campaign to get everybody gambling on little balls going around a barrel? What the hell is bingo doing on television anyway? This, yeah. is, this is as bad as the singing bee and the upcoming Friday night download. I, was, huh. I, I missed the first 10 minutes of... Uh, of National Bingo Night, so so I I missed all of the rules. So you didn't get bingo. <laughs> so I, I don't really get bingo, but it, it seemed to be some bizarre combination of deal or no deal, mm-hmm. and just plain old bingo. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got a person, a, a a contestant who has to guess whether or not the next ball is going to be higher or lower than the last ball. Mm-hmm. Right. She has to make up. 500 imaginary kilometres. <laughs> with each, with, with, with the, the, value of, the, the value of each ball equals one kilometre. Oh, yeah. So if she it's gets ridiculous. A 60 ball, she gets 60 kilometres in a car on the road. She has to make up track. 500 kilometres before uh, Armageddon. Before somebody in the audience gets bingo. <laughs> right. I think. Right, I watched like ten because, minutes of it, and that's, that's, that's discerned. That's the other thing is is that they had a, a studio audience of swinging voters who had bingo <laughs> cards with them, and they and were playing bingo as, the, as well. The, the but you could also play audience. bingo at home. <laughs> I can play bingo at home by myself. I don't need to watch this. Now this is a, this is really just another case of giving idiots money. Mm-hmm. At least Channel 9's game shows reward people for knowledge, mm-hmm. for some kind of smarts or some kind of talent or something like that. But Channel 7 just seemed to cash in on this country's obsession with gambling, which is what you said, Brett. They just see, well, people love gambling. Let's give them gambling at home where they can gamble constantly. By watching us and then buy the products that we advertise on our gambling shows, mm. which I think is, is quite ridiculous and, and a little bit, uh, let's say, uh, improper social behaviour. Now, it seemed like there was no improper social behaviour. We come from Victoria, the state where they've just uh, introduced much easier ways to make gambling available at petrol stations. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. What yeah. can I, how can I gamble? So scratchies. Is yeah. that yeah. is that if I'm if I'm playing with a benign. cigarette lighter while, <laughs> while putting my petrol in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was, however, one great part of National Bingo Night. Uh, there is, of course, the the studio audience that that I mentioned. And they all had bingo cards, but amongst them was this man <laughs> dressed inexplicably as a referee. This was bizarre. Who who would? Make pre-scripted but still quite humorous comments, I thought. Uh, and then announce whether or not any, anyone in the audience had a bingo. And if there wasn't a bingo, 
he would shuffle from side to side and wave his hand and shout, No bingo! He was bizarre. This man, whoever he is, is a remarkable talent. What? And I think he should be giving his own Tonight Show. I really do. I, th- I think he was, he was amazing. Or maybe I'm just judging him kind of unfairly that he was good, but maybe he was only good because he, he shone out because the rest of the program was such complete and utter horse shit. I, I think maybe that's it. Maybe it's, mm. it's really easy. And who was the host? Who was the, I can't believe it's not Grant Denyer host. <laughs> I have no idea. I, uh, I forgot him as soon as I turned on the debate. Um, is there only one contestant at a time? Or it looked like there were three people on stage, the host and that, that woman, and it looked like there was another person. Oh, there is another person. If they get it person, wrong with higher or lower. The third person is the person taking the balls out of the machine. No, I thought there was another one on the left-hand side. No, I didn't see... Passing the duchy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there was anyone passing the duchy on the left-hand side. But uh, it's... Uh, no, what a ridiculous show. Apparently, it's on every week. I thought it was no. just going to be one night. What? I thought it was going to be no. one night like the National IQ show. test. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's new e- Every week. Oh, that is... And 6.30 you know what on Channel 7. Rude. It won the ratings, closely yes. followed by a repeat of Kath and Kim. Yes, it, it got like 2.1 kabillion viewers, 2.1 million viewers, something like that. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. These are the people who are voting in the <laughs> upcoming election. Okay, question three. Which can I- All these going to be about war. No, I got loads of... I got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal, loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Fox. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop! Oh, whammy. Now you've got to go stop. Stop! Stop! Oh, whammy. <laughs> oh, that hurt my ear. Congratulations to our Probably quiz... <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to our quiz winner from last week, uh, Mr. Paul Jackson. He'll be getting a Crumpler the Bundle, uh, or he'll come and pick it up from Triple R. Either way, he'll be in possession. He wins! Either the- way, he's a winner. He's a winner. Good on you. And uh, the answer was, of course... Josh Schwartz was the creator of both Gossip Girl and Chuck. Mm. So, uh, you know, good on him. One good show, one bad show. Everyone wins. I, Chuck's good show. <laughs> Chuck's a good show. I, I, I was... You know, I'll hold off until pork. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, 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 Mr. I Think Caveman's the best thing since sliced bread. What a, <laughs> Chuck what a, is a good show. What a great... <laughs> What what a great insight into race relations Just in America. Pork, pork. Uh, <laughs> we've 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 discussed Chuck. People know my feelings, and people know your feelings, and people know why I Quiz. think you feel like you. Do. <laughs> uh, this week's question, in twenty five words or less, we want you to tell us how you tell the difference between Brett and Ross with no visual aids. How do you tell the difference between Brett and Ross on the podcast? Send us your answer in 25 words or less to hooray at boxcutters.net. That's our email address as well if you want to send us messages. But send us your quiz answers. How do you tell the difference between Ross and Brett? Or just click on the contact us. Link. Or, yes, you can You can do that too. On and you will, win your, you will win yourself a crumpler something pouchy like. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done.
talk is on the table. Okay, bring it on. This what did you want? What did you want? Come on, bring it on. I think, I think we spoke prematurely. I don't think that we looked at enough of Gossip Girl. I think. Well, okay. Here's the thing. You, you're liking I've, it more. I, You've watched I, more of it and you like it. I continued with it just because it was it was they were downloading. I've been told it, it gets better after like episode three it gets better. At the end of episode three, it it makes a sharp left turn and everything changes and it's not it it drops its um, meanness and uh, yeah the uh, the what was Bass Lance Bass no that. The arsehole character is less kind of forthright, and and there's actually some some character development and and good uh, stuff going on between okay. them. Okay, so you keep watching it? Yeah, mm-hmm. just because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued that I had such an anti feeling towards it in the first two episodes, and mm-hmm. that it has turned around so so much. Mm-hmm. See, I I won't be, uh, but also I just want to get rid of all the fall now because I'm holding off on watching Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. until we get through all the fall because there's so much to watch. Yeah, there is a lot and, to watch. And I'm, I'm really hankering to, to find out what goes on yeah. in this series of well, Friday Night Lights. Well, uh, Channel Nine's taking a bit of a gamble as we speak. So this is Monday night. They've got the uh, $5 million millionaire screening oh, yes. tonight, mm-hmm. the live one. And then Viva Lorglin. Yeah, Viva, I think or it's Lachlan. Lachlan, whatever. Yeah. Uh, have, either of you, have either of you guys seen it? No, Viva but some, some claim no. that this is the worst show ever. I, I don't Critics think in the States. I, I don't think it's the worst show ever, but it's certainly... it's Caveman and Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not fantastic. It's... Uh, well, Viva yeah. Blackpool wasn't mm. fantastic. I, well, I, I, you see, I didn't, I didn't watch that, and I'm not sure if it's if because it, it's British. You see, yeah. <laughs> don't watch British. Shows. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm not kind of. I'm not sure if they did it the same. The big thing with it is that there's lots of singing involved. Yes, uh, it, it's meant to be like a musical, except it's not like a musical as in they don't sing the numbers outright like they would in a musical. It's kind of like they're singing along to a radio. Uh-huh. And they drift in and out, and so, if, for example, uh, Hugh Jackman's character singing along to uh, the Rolling Stones' "Sympathy for the Devil," but you can clearly still hear Mick in the background singing the majority of it, which is really strange, That's especially weird. considering um, you know Hugh Jackman's such a lauded singer. Yeah. It, it just seems really odd, and then he'll kind of he'll drift off and not sing for a bit and the, the singing will keep going and then he'll sing along. It, it's really just like people singing along to a radio. So mm. I thought, so I thought no it was... Hairspray. No, it's no Hairspray. Not that I've seen Hairspray, but... Uh... Hairspray was... I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed mm. it's, it's just It just seems odd to me, but... Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Channel 9 does with that big programming. Of course, it also means that uh, they've dumped Weeds... Which is oh, really? uh, which is very disappointing, and uh, they've also dumped uh, girls of the Playboy Mansion or living in which is I have to say girls of the Playboy. Mansion. I have to say girls of the Playboy Mansion, which in the US is called Girls Next Door, right? Uh, oh, that's what confused me because they announced Channel Nine announced that girls from the Playboy Mansion was coming on, and then I saw on TV Guide Girls Next Door, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and then right, the, that's how I saw it. Yeah, same, same show. So. Mm. Uh, so in Australia, it's called Girls of the Playboy Mansion. I think it's a really good show. Really, I, I really enjoy it. It's on E. Sorry, E. <laughs> quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, flicking through, you just go, oh, Girls of the Playboy Mansion's 
on. And the thing is, the the interaction of these three girls is uh, in some ways really sweet, uh, really... It's it's really nicely done, I think. It's just these, these girls who their whole life is... Uh, yes, I was very young and I got famous for for something that, you know, I wanted to mm. get famous for. But now I'm in my mid-20s and I also have to kind of structure the rest of my life. So mm. a lot of it's about them uh, learning business skills, trying to work out what they're going to do with the rest of their life, while also having a lot of fun because they're living in the Playboy Mansion and they can throw a party where everyone has to dress up like uh, 16th century French aristocrats. And... uh and so it's it's this really interesting mix mm. of, of the two. I, I, I only saw a little bit of it. It reminded me of Big Love because uh, Hef's like a polygamist. Yeah, he is. It's it, it's it's that same sort of dynamic of Hef with the three wives. It's, and it's there's, very similar to Big and there's Love. the there's the number one there's the number yeah, one girlfriend the number one girlfriend and then they kind of and they, and they kind they of cascade got, down from there. And also, if anyone's seen if if anyone's seen uh, Girls the Play by Mansion. Kendra is one of the most hilarious characters on television. I know she's a real person, but she's also just one of the most hilarious characters on television. Because she's so ridiculously stupid. You couldn't believe that someone that stupid could actually have any physical movement because their their brain would be so taken up by that. Alternately, it's quite easy to believe that a Playboy bunny is that stupid. That's true. <laughs> That's how she laughs. And if you want an alternate uh, view on that, Catherine Devaney uh, wrote an, an article and it's uh, on in Saturday's Age. Um, and I've never agreed with anything Catherine Devaney's said in her column. And where can uh, listeners see the girls of the Playboy Mansion? Uh, well, they can't see it on Channel 9 anymore, no. but they can say, see it on E! At uh, various times. It's on, you know, almost constantly. That and Sunset Tan, which is terrible. Now, was it just a really dead week this week? Or was there some reason why Ben Cousins was all over the freaking media for half of it? It's Ben Cousins. Uh, Who gives a shit? Um, Clearly, the Prime Minister. Mm. And especially because he got found with Valium on him, which... uh, And and now the, the charges have been thrown out. And Viagra. Yes, and, and the police gave him 50, 50 bucks. Here's 50 bucks for your trouble, son. Don't spend it all Did they, on snack. That, what, I, don't, I don't understand why. They gave him $50 because he was falsely accused or something. Yeah, something like that. It must be a Western Australian police thing. Mm. The, the thing is, yeah, Cousins was all over the media because it's Ben Cousins and because uh, he's always been a big story and uh, and... Also, and, and it's a continuation. Four games this season. Yeah, but it's a continuation. He he has been the big story in the Leave NFL the all year. So, oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Leave him alone. And I think the Eagles. This is not television related, obviously, but I think the Eagles jumped the gun a bit by sacking him. by sacking him mm-hmm. when it's looking like he did nothing. Dimitri coming out and yeah, slagging him off. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully Carlton will get him as well. <laughs> oh, with with Judd, with Judd and uh, and cousins. I don't cannot think, lose. I don't think Judd would be too happy. I, but it was I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. I if think that's Judd, part of the reason why. He I left, think Judd but, probably left mm. because of the the culture at, at West Coast. But well, in Perth, mm. there, it's it's the whole being Perth analogies. Yeah, because there's not enough of them. It's big fish, the, small pond. Yeah, and that brings us to the end of Boxcutters episode 107. I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors, mm. for giving us giveaways to give to you, to give you. 
love, joy, and happiness. They're great. They've got stores all over Melbourne and all over the world. And uh, Singapore. They, uh, I, went to, I went store. to a Crumpler store in, uh, in New York? Toronto. Yes. Yep. There's a big one up there. Uh, so, yeah, check them out. They've, uh, they've got lots of bags and stuff to put stuff in. I also want to say thanks to 3 Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. They're excellent. You can check them out on the web at rrr.org.au. Congratulations once again to our quiz winner, Paul. If you want to enter the quiz, you can email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Or if you just want to say hello, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Or click on the link on the left-hand nav. That's uh, Geek Speak. For left hand navigation, Ross. Oh right, okay. On the uh, on the box cutters website, See, I, I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> until yeah, you're not a geek, Ross. <laughs> until not. next week. I don't care what they say. My name is Josh Canal. Ross. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Prime Minister. <laughs> I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey. Let's be careful out there.